we have an idea, let's do it. Because they're always going to have a million and one factors as to why you shouldn't and a trillion and one other factors as to why you can't. But still have one reason that you should. And that's one reason enough. You are now listening to Via Crayons, the podcast. Extraordinary conversations with Trinidad and Tobago's creative thinkers and makers. We'll delve into their processes, their struggles, and what drives them to execute continually as creative individuals. I'm your host, Dano McNichol. Enjoy. This podcast is a production of A Big Box of Crayons. Please review and rate the show by going to podchaser.com slash crayons the podcast. You can help support the show by buying us a coffee or two at buymeacoffee.com slash crayons. This is We Are Crayons, the podcast. And today we have with us Ahmad Mustafa Abdullah Muhammad, Moose for short. Moose, thanks for joining us today, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, no problem. I appreciate the call. So let's get started. Tell us, Moose, who are you? What do you do? Definitely a very hard question to answer about who I am. I am forever in a state of discovery. I really try mm-hmm. to figure that out. Almost every day I was asking myself that question. Mm-hmm. And that's really to kind of get my day started. So every day would yield a different answer. Yesterday, I would have been the person who did Karamea commercial. Uh, the day before that, I could have been the person who wrote a finalist piece Calypso for Ufanals. Before that, I could have been somebody who was like a stick-up kid or something. You're really the sum of all your experiences. So to kind of say who I am in a nutshell, there's always been difficult. Because kind of in limbo, who you are now kind of derives on the stuff that you did before, but it's not who you are in your present moment. It's continuous. So it's, it's hard. And so I'm continuously learning to find out who I am while asking that question and being appreciative for all the things that I was and achieved in, in them times and spaces too. I picked up there that you are a writer, you are a content producer. Yeah, definitely a strong advocate for content creation. And that is content creation based on a commercial sense or, or just in general as well? It started off commercial, so I went to school, I attended Serval to do TV production. If you do real good in the class, they'll send you on an internship. And so I ended up getting a job as an intern back at Synergy in 2006. That was like commercial, trying to get money, trying to like better circumstances that I was living in at the time, uh, situations to evolve from, um, trying to become a different person, beat statistics, what have you. After getting good at, I guess, being commercial or participating in what is extremely commercial, because at the time, Synergy TV would have been one of the biggest stations in the Caribbean um, in terms of eyes on and watching and creating like a pop culture. So with that experience and that knowledge i started doing my own thing and then it became general like i started having a general interest in in people like myself everybody have interesting stories i wanted to be a part of one experiencing stories and then sharing it so that other people can experience it as well so is a, a bit of both right now because i do it for a living uh, that is how i bottom my bread 
uh, and I make some last night, and it tastes <laughs> real good. Coconut bread is really good, uh, and that's like after five years of not making bread at all, so I'm feeling very proud of myself. Just off the nice. top, well, and a little nice. little recap from Pinterest, but you know, I, I still do it from all myself. But that aside, yes, is both right now in my life, commercial and general. And you did some writing musically as well. When I was younger, in secondary school and everything, I always wanted to be a rapper. More locally, I guess now I'll definitely be like a rap so artist. Like having like the rap style, but the way our Caribbean people do spoken word, like maybe the aggression and the flow and the music change it up. And so I always had like a knack for writing, just over writing rhymes and then... I was always infatuated or with, with girls, so I would always write poems. So that was always, I was always writer. I was like writing things from a young age when my mom was alive. I remember walking through town and she would point at signs and make us spell out the signs and song it out. Everything that we picking up from the shell, she would make us song it out, spell it out. And so that we get. So then I always had like a love for words from since then. So writing kind of was something that just grew with me. It took some back seats, but me personally, I think one of the best detox I do is by writing. I do uh, content creation for Ufanals. I did a couple of his music videos. The most popular one being Overdue, directed edited and, and shot and everything. I was definitely always in admiration of his music and his writing style. For me, lyrics is, is a big thing when it comes to music and when it comes to being an artist who I listen to. Like I look, listen for lyrics. Plenty of people get caught up in melodies and things which I give, but I like to hear good stories and something with a punchline or a double meaning. And so I kind of relate to a lot of his music because I felt like he had a lot of those things in his music. So I became a fan of his uh, musically. And then I do spoken word as well. He heard a couple of my pieces and I guess he feels the same way about lyric. I do it just off the beats. And so I create my own rhythm with the words and then I say it how it should be meant. And then I infer things through body and presentation. So it's more or less the same thing, just without the boom and the rhythm and the... So he heard one of my pieces and he was like, yo, this is old time Calypso, you know? And I was like, well, I don't know what you mean because I can't relate. Calypso was never one of the things that I got into. Like I always knew of its existence, duh, because I live in on the island and it's, it's our music, but it wasn't like the music I would draw for for any kind of mood or to set anything. Calypso wasn't that until like three years ago now, just on any random Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I play in Calypso, I would play Pan. So in that regard, it was kind of hard for me to relate to well, hey, I, I don't understand what you mean by old time Calypso feel and that kind of thing. So when I did the Peace for First Citizens National Poetry Slam competition, I became a finalist and I did that piece for the finals. Like it was a hit after the competition. And so a lot of people got wind of it. And he again told me, he was like, yo, this is a Calypso. He said, come, come on by me. And he sit down and he's doing the piano and he started to build a beat. Dun, dun. And he's like, yeah, this is the music. Put them words in this music. So I took all pieces of the actual piece and put it into the music and actually make the words and thing rhyme. And then we end up with a calypso and we was in the calypso finals. Wow. So that's a, yeah, that was like, that's like the height summer writing. But I do like pieces for myself where I definitely try to act explore questions that I myself trying to figure out like my identity still 
uh, how it is a function in the world. My purpose, definitely, if I'm doing enough, uh, if I'm doing too much in what regards, like still trying to figure out the gaps in which I need to fill, in which I void. There's a process, you know, there's an everyday process. There's a, there's a learning and a relearning, and an unlearning and a relearning. And... For sure. So would you say then that your creative ability is innate, or is that something that you had to work on? When it comes to writing, I would definitely say that was innate. Like I always took to writing. When it came to editing, I think that was like a, a chosen love because I preferred at the time to do editing over camera work only because when we were going to school at the time to learn production, you had to be in like long shoots and ties and outside used to be hot. So I didn't want to be a cameraman at all because if that's how you had to go out and shoot, that's not for me. Uh, now you can stay inside where all the editing equipment is with her AC and it cool. So for me, I chose that because it was comfortable as an editor. I remembered we had a, a scene recorded and the, the first thing I ever did was do like uh, one frame forward, one frame backward, one frame forward, one frame. And so it was like a, a stop motion. And that was funny. That blew my mind, right? <laughs> so I wanted to figure out like what else it have to do now. I definitely went on to pursue a career in learning, editing and effects and, and different things you could do in terms of telling stories. So for that, that was like a growing of the creativity. I had to cultivate that. Writing came naturally. The editing came as a, a development of an art, of a tool, of an of a extension. And so the only thing I really had to cultivate would have been the, the production side of the creativity. And well, now we're learning to cultivate the business creative <laughs> because that's also necessarily important. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If, if not more so. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Top tier. How do you define creativity for yourself? It would be about the feeling. It, it would have to invoke a feeling for me and I define that creativity as a moment. So that moment you feel something and it's always interesting because everybody feeling about what it is you putting out is what they would definitely define it a different way to them. So for me, it would be the moment in where you have a thought that, okay, what is going on? Why is this all of a sudden appearing in my mind? Who caused me to feel this way? Where am I as opposed to me watching the, the content that I'm creating and my personal life? So those things invoking that in that one moment for me would define creativity is very fleeting you mentioned that you had to unlearn some stuff can you mm -hmm. share one of those things that you think was really pivotal that helped you to move forward i had to unlearn my understanding of money i think that was that is one of the biggest things for me i definitely had to unlearn my understanding of the opportunities that money helped create and I guess in the comfort it gives if used properly. Bad money management, I had to unlearn like foregoing paying bills because you want to go party or you want to make an investment into something else that you know not really all that sound and return and just choosing all the wrong things that you could do with your money taking years to learn that. So just because you decide to do and be a better person 
domains, all the shit you do before is forgotten. Eh? Like <laughs> the day you right. decide to be a better person is not right. the day everything just abundant low. Like everything you do before still has still to have checked some balances now. Yeah. So it's a process. So the unlearning in that is is undoing almost every situation you would have interacted with that was that created a negative impact for somebody else. And then more so the biggest one would be for yourself. And then because you're thinking, well, hey, I'm young, I think, I mean, going to live to see 20. I, I honestly believe I wasn't going to live to see 20. I didn't think I was going to see 25. Like it was, a, it was a blessing for me. And that's not like, and that's because the, the timing was hot. Personal affiliations to people and thing was different. Like life was different then. On the outside, it looked common and you know, but life was definitely different then. You get to a point where you realize that your time now definitely more valuable and you learn to appreciate things differently. If you are enjoying this episode, please leave us a review at podchaser.com slash the podcast. You can support the show by buying us a coffee or two at buymeacoffee.com slash crayons. Follow us on Instagram at a big box of crayons. And now back to the show. What do you do to put yourself in a creative state of mind? I listen to a lot of music, a lot of hums, a lot of kind of like wind chimes, and then I work out because I try to exhaust myself. I think your lack of creativity just come from your brain being tired. And so then you get this feeling of exhaustion and you don't want to do nothing. But that in itself is taking up energy that you could get tired of as well. So mm-hmm. I try to just exhaust everything and reset. So for me, working out is definitely one way and, and, and music. Uh, and not just like the bells too, like some, some hardcore, some gangster rap. I, I like battle rap. Like for me, I think that's like one of the, the heights of poetic creativity. I talk to people, find out what people doing, do a post, eh, who up? And so, so we do changing and just like random conversations. Me and my girlfriend will probably be sitting down talking like two in the morning about dog pregnancy and looking up if moringa is healthy for the dogs and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and all these things is just so anything to do outside of the thing that causes your lack of creativity that you know how to recover from, or anything external from what the creativity produces is where I think I get my spark and my respark. And then sometimes from the point of if you need like a, a jumper, like I go back to my old work or I go look at somebody work who, who I think doing some real cool things in the same space that I in. Somebody like Sir Ian Davis, I really like his work, Captain Plex. I like how clean he thing this look. Ian too, Ian have like like a real nice eye and he real good at coloring. Captain, we have like I think a good team that has worked with him and his stories. Uh, recently I did some work with Steven Taylor. Definitely like the way he does command. He set all these things and integrating, trying to be like salt with everybody is definitely one of the ways I keep my creativity flowing for me. 
it's like baby steps too again. You just kind of had to build your confidence back progressively. I feel like with everything, it depends on how you're eating and how well you're feeding yourself on all levels. Would kind of get you back to how fast or how strong you could be for the next wave now. Because it definitely just comes and goes in waves like that. So that's how I keep like creatively motivated or where my creativity just come from. Have you ever had your ideas rejected and how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's be the personal things that you like and it's be from the people who are real close to you that don't like it. And that is hurt the most. I, I don't know, I don't know how to deal with it yet. <laughs> I go like, you know, we'll have to get it out. <laughs> because I I recommend these guys are artists and I'm sensitive about my shit and don't, don't say nothing don't say it to my face like leave a comment that I can build from or something but when I figure it out I go like you know because I know yet it is still it is still get to me I hear that I hear that I hear that has it ever gotten you to the point that you doubted your talent and if so how have you dealt with that doubt I've never doubted my talent. I don't think it ever gave me to the point of saying, oh, I should just give up and do something else. It definitely made me question the comfort in my ability at the moment. Like, I thought I was this good. And then a problem presented itself and it, it showed me up to that I wasn't. And so now I'm very much aware of that because nobody can take your talent from you. Is your talent is, is as strong as you will it to be, as much work as you put in the conditioning for it, like how much hours I put into becoming a better editor, being able to, to see an edit while the action happening. Your talent can, however, become dull like anything else if you don't use it. So I don't ever feel questionable about my talent, my abilities in the executing of my talents. It's a whole lot of different things. Some days it is our off days. To that extent, I don't take it that personally. But in the other regard, it would be hard on myself, me thinking I'm comfortable at this level, and mm. then something else come and require me to be better, and I couldn't be better there. And so it takes me a longer time to figure out that I need to be better or being unprepared. That day, I will take that line of questioning, but never my talent. Never mm. my talent. Mm-hmm. Would you say you had to sacrifice anything to be where you are today? And, and if so, can you share what that was? I don't know. I don't know if it's me. I would have had to sacrifice older versions of myself, really and truly. My ideals on what a proper moose was, I had to sacrifice them things, relationships, I had to sacrifice that in order to be where I am emotionally, um, being able to to consider other people's feelings on par with my own, still understanding that the way you like apples is the way I like oranges. And so we need to kind of agree from then and then disagree from onward. We had to agree from that point and then disagree. So I had to sacrifice mentalities and idealisms that I would have had growing up definitely in terms of what friendship would have mean to me it is it, all for the greater good because the things that I, I need is what I have right now uh, so I, but all the sacrifices were worth it in the end it, it definitely was and those were the hardest ones to wear because you're accustomed to a, 
a type of living where you going through these things every fucking day and you're just like ah you know and so you know how to choose between your reality and the idea of what your reality could be and so them sacrifices is be the hardest because your reality right now is that if you do something you're getting the gratification of it right now as well as if you choose the other way you're, you're not sure to make it and you're losing out on weight as you can get right now know it like a bird in the hand yeah so i got sacrificing that damn mentality and those kind of ideas would have been the the toughest things in me everyone was with it appreciate every single one of them what has helped you persevere and not give up at this point i real stubborn to her some lessons just take a while for me to learn for me personally i like the adrenaline rush of succeeding and doing something doing my show for the doers that has helped me persevere the fact that i can get to talk and communicate with different people find out what is make them tick see what the things that we have in common that's like a, a persevering tool i think i have like a innate stick to itiveness i hate being told that no you can't do it like i have to see that i can't do it to make sure that it's not something that i could do <laughs> otherwise it's just talk that is one thing that has helped me persevere and just want to see dreams come true but then to keep personal promises promises made that that has helped me persevere i really want to see it's crazy because like i used to watch a lot of shows on tv um suits was one of them i'm mean, like oh look at all these places and then i travel and i in the same place that they were filming the things and i was like but well, i see this and I hear no, so that means it's tangible. So that means it's something that I could do. So that means if they're doing it too, then I'm doing it too. And the only thing that I need to do is to figure out how them do it and then absorb all that knowledge and do it in my own way. And so I'll be like, okay, yeah, I have to do it. I have to, I have to, I have to do it because it's possible. It, it can be done. Like it, 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 you're seeing examples of people like living the, the lives of things that they that they do before the things that they want and so that just helped me persevere too the fact that you could do it a tangible or something that you could hold or something that you could taste right is something that you could do tangible so you just had to figure out how it is you want to do it and i think that is that is definitely a big factor in how i persevere offer that vein what would you like to be most remembered for doing it's like he always doing something away and it was something good you know like i was saying how when you decide to be a good person all the bad things you do just automatically stop but the same way how that would work you could collectively amass among the good things you could do now so people will always remember the last thing i hear so just try to do more good from now but definitely doing like if they remember me for somebody who always doing some good something who always trying to i guess inspire you somebody who annoy you to get to think provoking in all the in all the good ways and you remember for doing them things for doing you remember for doing is there any piece of advice that you would have gotten whether by reading hearing something or somebody saying something to you that you still use today effects are effective when effectively used production teacher he always used to say that mean knowing when to use them so in knowing when to use them you had to be doing something 
which I think is the more important thing. Like, because for me right now, fundamentally, I guess most of my life is about doing. So we have an idea, let's do it. Because they're always going to have a million and one factors as to why you shouldn't and a trillion and one other factors as to why you can't. But still have one reason that you should. And that's one reason enough. Like, that's a unique because it has so much other reasons why. You know, it becomes like a popular opinion. So when you have like one unique opinion, it's like, hey, one reason as to why I should do this thing is a unique thought and it's there for a reason. And so that is the thought you should activate on because it have a million other things that telling you that you shouldn't do it or you can't do it. But you had this one unique individual standing on and being different, everything in mind. And that, that is enough on you. you. You should really just do it. I mean, it'd be hard sometimes, it's, it's definitely putting foot to ground and, and walking that talk because some days you just want to do nothing, like I say. But for the most part, once you could, do. Saying that, I want to ask, is it possible that you can do a spoken word piece first now? So, I can remember that one. If I had a penny for every time I wanted to tell you I love you and didn't, it would be poor reason. I want to show you that the three of us, me, you, and this life, is the only charm that the world would be lucky enough to hold. My statements are bold and beautiful. You are. Just seeing you makes me feel like a new man. Victor. Up late talking for hours, I asked if it's too soon to talk about forever, and she said, forever isn't that long in the end. Then it dawned on me that 5 a.m. pre-sunrise kisses, songs like, looks like, smells like, tastes like, feels like you are. The best part of being woke. 6 to 9 is breakfast and sex sessions. You, 10 out of 10. 10 by 10. 10 foot tall is your confidence and I could continue counting how many ways you're the best on days that end in why, but the answer is always yes. I do. Want to spend my life with you. Want to be a better man because it's more than you deserve. Uh, it's like 365-2470. No, not a phone number. The amount of time I want to spend with you. 365 days, 24-7-0 time off. If I have any say in what my last breath would sound like, I'd say that your first and my last has a nice ring to it. The muse that amuses me every day. She asks for my last piece of bacon and I let her get it because she better for my heart anyway. Wanna go to the beach after COVID and I say sure babe. Just to anchor the point that there's an ocean of love I wanna discover since she waved that smile at me. My heart skips like a ship at sea on a windy day and all my eyes sees is L and the garden for a foundation of communication. Knowing it's pretty easy to assume lies, so petals wither when not spoken to by sun and rain. And for all the problems that arose, forgiveness and understanding was the root of us. No matter where they stem from, we picked our piece. A perfect match. The greatest gift I ever got was you. Yeah. Fumble right at the end, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all We all good. We all good. Nice, man. Well, most I want to thank you for your time, bro. No problem, man. Um, energized by your energy. I appreciate it.
No, we just had to return the favor and do our episode featuring you. <laughs> right. So all the links and whatnot will be in the show notes. Y'all go check out Musa's stuff. My name is Ahmad Mustafa Abdullah Muhammad. If I see me, I could call me Moose. In a big box of crayon, I would be Sploosh. Please share this episode with someone who would find it valuable. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts to get new episodes as they become available. Find additional content on abigboxofcrayons.com. Follow us on Instagram at abigboxofcrayons. We Are Crayons, the podcast, is a production of A Big Box of Crayons. All rights reserved. Until next time, remember, we are all the same in the fact that we'll never be the same. Stay colorful and thank you for listening.